Amen? God is good. Thank God for all the children. So we've been on our series, Holy Spirit, the Help, and um, today I want to continue that and just remind you of a few things that, you know, the, I've said this in each of these, um, these teachings the last two Sundays, and, you know, I've taught this before, and so you know that... that um, this is true, but one of the greatest revelations that people can have in their own life is the fact that they need help and that you need a help. You were created to need help. You were created to need a helper and not just exist on planet Earth and try to figure things out yourself. And um, in Luke chapter 4, I want to start here today. And in verse 16 in Luke 4, <clears throat> this is after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan and he was in the wilderness for 40 days. And he came out of that and he came, he, he, he came out of the temptation and he went to church. In verse 16 it says, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled. This is a scripture that was prophesied from the book of Isaiah that we know, and in chapter 60. And he said, Today, now, this has been fulfilled. So, Everything that he did from that point on that was summarized in verse 18 and 19 in releasing the captives, um, recovering of sight to those who are blind, to heal the brokenhearted, release to those who are in bondage, um, all the things that, that he was anointed to do was because of the Spirit of God on him and in him. He'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit first human being to be brought back to a connection with God, and he is our example that we follow after. He was the first of many brethren to follow. All of us are his brethren that have come behind him. And um, what he accomplished and what was fulfilled that day was for you and me. But, but notice, he, he's 30 years old at this time, and he's never done anything miraculous. So everything that he began to do, even in the temptations in the wilderness where the devil came to him, his ability to overcome those temptations were because the Spirit of God was on him and in him. He, 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 didn't, he didn't do anything and couldn't accomplish 
the things in the earth that he accomplished in, in the next three years without the Spirit of God being on him and in him. And you and I are no different. I mean, we're way not different. <laughs> we need a whole lot more help than he did. But he needed help. And he needed to be the, the perfect example for mankind that we were not created to exist on this planet and to accomplish the things we were put here to accomplish without the help of the helper, the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we see that very clear that when this was fulfilled, then what kicked in was the ability for the Holy Spirit now to help all of mankind. When Jesus went to the cross willingly, and he died willingly, and he went to hell and rose on the third day, as he rose, he ascended, and when he ascended upon high, he sat down at the right hand of the Father, and the work was finished. And now, you and I have the ability in the earth to receive from heaven through the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the help we need. He is the help of all mankind. From, from, from one end of this planet to the other, people that are struggling, that are having all kinds of issues, every problem on planet earth can be answered through the person of the Holy Spirit bringing revelation to mankind. So if everybody's baptized in the Holy Ghost and everybody knows how to access the helper into their life, then we have no problems on the planet. So I don't know about you, but as you're in my mission and our plan on planet Earth is to see people not just saved, but delivered and baptized in the Holy Spirit and understand how to access the help that they need. Amen? It's our job. It's what we're here for. Um, in Romans 8, I just want to read this real quick. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or understood. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He who? He, he the, the Holy Spirit. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. His plan in the earth. Well, how do we know what we're called to? Through the person of the Holy Spirit that makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be understood. And those groanings are the result of you and I understanding why we're baptized in the Holy Spirit and understanding why we pray with other tongues. We've been doing a series on Wednesdays for the last few months on the gifts of the Spirit out of Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. We ended that this past Wednesday. And we've been talking about how that the gifts of the Spirit have been given to people to profit them to 
enable them to have help on the earth. God's given us these gifts. They're gifts. There's nothing, there's nothing that you have to do for a gift except to receive it. And when we learn about these gifts and understand them and are able to access them and put those gifts to work and operate in our life, it profits us so that it profits people. Because the prophet that came to all of mankind after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, that prophet, because of what was on him and in him, profited him first so that others could be profited. Empowered him first so that he could overcome every situation that he faced. You and I, where we're troubled and frustrated, where we don't know what to do, where we say out of our mouths, you know, I just don't, I don't understand or I can't or I don't know how to do these kind of things. It's because we've not accessed what the Holy Spirit can give us in a moment. The ability to pray in other tongues, and like I said earlier, it's not popular today in, in, in certain places to teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's hard to understand. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues is not something that is easily understood. And so people sometimes think that people will get offended or confused or frustrated in, in trying to understand something like that. And, and, and so in, in, in turn, what a lot of the church has done today is they're not teaching on it. And if you don't teach on the person of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, then you keep people from having the help that they need to be able to exist. Because if God, if God has the blueprints to your and my life and He created us, and our DNA is with Him and connected to Him, and yet these gifts that He's given us to empower us so that we can live on top and not underneath, if these gifts, we're ignorant of them. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says, be not ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. Don't be, don't be, you know, one translation says, don't be dumb in regards to the gifts of the Spirit. We can't be ignorant. We've got to understand these gifts and how they operate so that we can profit and that we can access the help that we need to be effective in the earth. How many desire to, today to be effective? Amen? I want to be effective. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to just get through. I want to be effective. I want the person of the Holy Spirit to be so real to me day to day that when I need the help, I'm able to access and not just talk about it. And not just be able to talk about other people's stories where they've got good things, but that it be actively working in us. That we don't live our lives trying to figure things out with our head. That's, your head will talk you out of stuff. It'll lead you down wrong paths. It'll give you all kinds of worldly ideas that will not produce the fruit that you're looking for. Everybody inside of them has a desire to bear good fruit. Without the Holy Spirit... And the ability to access him on a day-to-day -day basis to receive the help that we need, then we stay weak. He's able to help us in our weaknesses. When we don't know how to pray, we can pray. The Bible says when you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying to men, 
You're talking to God. Even though you don't know in the natural what it is that you're saying, you're talking to God. And what are you doing? You're speaking mysteries. What are mysteries? They're hidden things. They're hidden things from the world or the world's way of thinking. You can be a Christian and still not understand the mysteries because they're not being revealed to you because you're not accessing them by the Holy Spirit. But when we allow the Holy Spirit into our lives by understanding what it means to pray in the Spirit and then doing it, when we don't know how to pray, when we're frustrated with something, when, when something tries to overwhelm us and overtake us, that we stop what we're doing and begin to pray in the Spirit, what we're doing is we're talking to God. Everybody say, talking to God. Stop and think about that for a minute. The Bible, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, go look at that. You can go look at that at another time. I'll just tell you what it says. But to those who pray in another tongue are not speaking to men, they're speaking to God. Speaking to God. You don't have to understand what you're saying, but you're speaking to God. So what, what it means that you're doing is you're, you're, you're stepping out of this world and you're stepping into and accessing His world. You're stepping out of whatever language you speak and stepping into a language that he speaks. And as we're doing that, what it's accessing, what it's giving to my human spirit, he will reveal things that I need that I can, I can relay to my head so that my head tells my body things to do. And it's not something that's difficult, but it takes time to learn how to access it and how to be confident that you can access the wisdom and the understanding that you need from God. In other words, to really believe that when you're praying in the Spirit, you're talking to God. You know what I've found myself doing through the years? When I'm not talking to God, I found myself talking to myself. Oh, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? What about this thing, that thing? That, oh, my God. Oh, my, you know, and all of a sudden, I mean, I, I mean th there have been times when I'm driving down the road talking to myself. What am I going to do about this? What about what these people think? What about this thing or that thing? When in the moment, when I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to pray, and I'm confused, and I'm frustrated, I can talk to God. Boom. Just start praying. Just start praying. You can start praying. This Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, uh, we're going to um, teach a, a, just one more message, but it's about praying in other tongues and about what that looks like. And we're going to pray for people that have never 
receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit that want to, to be prayed for. We're going to do that Wednesday night. We're going to do it this past Wednesday, but it wasn't the right time. We are this coming Wednesday night. Because I can't, as a pastor, I can't get away from the single most important aspect of your Christian walk. I can't get away from it, and I can't leave it and let it sit there and not do anything with it because it's difficult to understand for some people. I can't. I can't do it. I, 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 I don't know that I'd even be alive today without the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm talking about born again, but no accessing the will of God and the purpose and the plan of God through the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't even know if I'd be alive today. I don't know, maybe. But I had, I had a lot of stuff to overcome in my head. I had a lot of stuff for 18 years in my life that were drilled in my head that I had to overcome before I got born again. And then it took me a long time to even understand this Holy Spirit thing. And then it took me a long time to learn how to access the Holy Spirit so he could work with me so I could understand. Because, see, we're talking about doing something that you can't understand. And, you know, we've all been taught, man, if you don't understand it, forget it. And until you can completely understand every little thing, you know, don't try it. Don't step out, because, man, you, if you don't understand it, the problem is, you do this by faith, and the understanding comes. <laughs> That's the difference in God's way of thinking and the world's way. There's a lot that you have to process and put together so that this becomes something that's real to you. And for me, I've been saved over 37 years, and, and it, it's still coming to me. It's still being revealed to me about how real this whole thing is. I don't want to stay weak and without power. I want him to become strong in the midst of my weaknesses. I want him to arise, and he wants me, when I feel weak, to turn to him. He wants me to pray in other tongues and talk to him when I'm struggling. He doesn't want me to try to figure things out. You're not smart enough to overcome the devil out there and, and the things that he does in the spirit realm without accessing and being able to connect and understand what it means to live in the spirit. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is connecting to the Holy Spirit through praying in the spirit. Amen? Amen? John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus telling his disciples. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. If I depart, I will send him to you. And that's what he did. Look at the last verse of 16, verse 33. 
John 16, 33. He said, if I, it's to your advantage that I go away. If I don't go, I can't send the helper. But if I go away, I can send the helper. And that's what he did. He went away. And it didn't seem like it was to their advantage because everywhere he was, miracles and things happened. He said, but if I go away, then the same thing will happen because the reason I'm doing it is because of the spirit that's in me and on me. And verse 33 says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Mm. I've overcome. Be of good cheer. I've overcome. Look at the 14th chapter. In the first verse, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Why? Because whatever God says, Jesus says, right? The two confirm each other. Actually, the three confirm. Jesus said, I only came to do one thing, and that was the will of my Father. So what he told them, he said, if you believe in God, believe in me, because all we do is confirm what each other says, right? And when he gave us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here to reveal to us that this is a real thing. It's not something that, you know, is, is just talked about. It's not something that's worked, you know, when people were in desperate situations. It's something that is here for us every day of our life. He said, in... in Verse 1 here, let not your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And what he went to prepare was this place, you and I could be one with God. Now today, if you're born again, your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. And I, and I, I, I can't overemphasize the fact of how important it is for you and I to understand how we are one with God. It's not some separation. It's not God over here and us over here, and we're trying to get to God. We're with Him. We're endeavoring to understand who God is, but we've got all that we need to understand Him, to know who He is and what He's done for us, and to be able to overcome in every situation that we face. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. The fact that you and I have the capability of believing God empowers us to not be troubled by the things that we see and that we hear. All over the place, everywhere, we hear all kinds of stories and things going on that want to trouble us. The moment you hear something that creates fear on the inside of you, that's the time you talk to God. That's the time to interject in the midst of what's going on and your head telling you all these things and your head trying to get your body to do things out of fear that are going to create all kinds of issues and problems, we pray in other tongues and what happens is God reveals to us what truth is. God will reveal things that we are to do. Holy Spirit came here. That was His job. We've read it all through these passages of Scripture. His job was here to come to reveal all truth to us. And I'm telling you, there's no other truth than the Word of God. No matter what other people think, there's no other truth than the Word of God. And God gave us the Spirit to reveal the, the understanding and the in-depth truth of His Word so that we can overcome and not be troubled. He said, in the world's much tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Amen?
I have overcome. So, I want you to just think about a couple things today. I'm going to just give you a couple of examples that I, I want you to think about as we, as we just kind of tie this together. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase that I've heard most of my life that I've, since I've been saved. I've heard this phrase most of my life. That, or, or these two phrases. That I'm waiting on God and that I give it to God. I've heard those two phrases throughout my years. I'm waiting on God and I'm giving it to God. And both of those statements are true statements in the Word. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who cast the care on God shall be renewed and built up, right? So casting the care and waiting on God are a real thing. But what those two statements aren't, and they can't be, is an excuse not to do anything. Okay? So here's just a, just a random example, okay? As a parent and a child, let's say that the parent is the Holy Spirit and the child is the child, the person. And so the parent has told the child to clean their room. And so the child comes to the parent and says, the job's too big, can you help me? And the parent says, yes, I'll help you. And then the child sits down as the parent's cleaning the room. So the child's looking at the parent as the fixer-upper, the fixer, the doer, the one that cleans it all up. I'm just giving it to the Lord and letting the Lord do it. Well, if the parents like the Holy Spirit, when the child, who's equivalent to the person, sits down and gives it to God and lets God do it all, the Holy Spirit sits down himself. So the helper that was sent here to help us to clean the room, to get the room finished, to get the project done and accomplished, now can't help because the one that's supposed to be doing it won't do anything. And that's the picture of who the Holy Spirit is, and he's not an it, he's a he. The Bible calls him he, the Holy Spirit. He's a person, he's the third part of the triune being of God. And that's who you're born again of. His, the, the Holy Spirit and your human spirit are one. And he's here to reveal all things to you and to give you things inside of you that you relay to your mind to tell you that this is what we do, okay? 
We're not going to sit here. We're going to get up and we're going to clean the room and we're going to do this part that we're supposed to do. And as you're doing it, he comes on what you're doing and empowers you and enables you in ways that you didn't think you could clean that room. Or whatever the situation is. He's here to help us, not enable us. Because see, to be politically correct in the society that we live in today, and this is predominantly the way that at least the news media tells you that it is, if you're the parent that enables the child, then the child grows up expecting everybody to give them a handout, right? And that's what we expect God to do is to give us a handout and to do it for us so we don't have to do any part. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. And God won't work that way. And the things we're looking for from God won't get to us if that's the way we think. That's why we have to learn how to access the person of the Holy Spirit and realize he's here to help us when we're weak and we don't know what to do. He knows you don't. He knows what your weaknesses are. He knows what you haven't had the ability to accomplish and overcome. He knows. But he's here to reveal to you how to overcome. Not how he's going to overcome. He's already overcome. Now it's It's for us to implement that overcoming status in the earth, in our lives, through the person of the Holy Spirit and the power and the help that he brings to us so that we can benefit and profit other people. Because if it's working for you, then you can help other people for it to work for them because now they see the example of your life. They don't just read about the example in a book or somebody else that I knew a long time ago, they did this and it worked. No, it's working in you. Amen? So we've got to spend our days. I'm telling you, there's not a more important message that you will ever hear than this type of a message that's encouraging you to know and to understand who the Holy Spirit is, how to access the Holy Spirit, and how to utilize the help that he's brought to help you with. In that Romans 8 passage, verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by where we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself, notice it's not an it. It's a him. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He bears witness. And if we're children, then we're heirs. Right? Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ or with the anointing. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. Now the suffering that he's talking about, and I want to make this 
point clear, and it's based on some of the verses we've just talked about. The suffering he's talking about is not you going to the cross, but you taking up your cross daily and following after him and what that looks like. Because what's, what's really important to understand, he said, if indeed we suffer with him, that we can be glorified with him. In other words, in the world is much tribulation and suffering and stuff that we go through. We live in the world, right? But we don't have to allow the sufferings and the temptations and the trials of the world to get the best of us. We're going to face them. Whether you're saved, the saved or unsaved alike, face trials, temptations, troubles, sufferings of all kind. So we face them, but in his power and strength, we walk through him, and what happens? He's glorified because when I exercise my faith as a result of what the Holy Spirit, the helper, is revealing to me, what happens is he gets the glory because the word worked. It worked through the difficult things that I've had to walk through, that you've had to walk through. It works. And the more we practice it and the more we access God by praying in the Spirit and talking to Him and letting the results of talking to Him produce revelation in our lives, if we allow that process to happen on a day-to-day basis, what can happen? Only you're the one that can tell that. So if I went down the list today... And we just went row to row, and all we talked about is how the Holy Spirit has helped you. I'm just asking you the question, is the Holy Spirit helping you today? If he's not, I'm just telling you, you're just a breath away from the help. And the breath is, turn your talking from English, or whatever language you speak, well, you know, everybody speaks English in here. So turn your talking from English to tongues. You say, well, Pastor, would I walk around all day long and speak in tongues? No, no, no. no just, just take five minutes out of the day. You say, well, you know, I, I don't know what that means. We'll come Wednesday night. <laughs> we'll talk about it. If you want to be prayed for, we'll pray for you to receive it. If you don't want to, just keep going until the time is right, right? It's not a weird deal. It's not a kind of weird thing. It's, you're just a breath away from being able to change things in your life if you become convinced that praying in the Spirit will produce the wisdom and the revelation and the understanding of God. I don't know how it works. If I knew how it worked, <laughs> kind of in the natural, I, I, I'd put a package deal together and we'd be selling it. No, nah, I wouldn't sell it. But I, I don't know how it works, but I know what to do and I know it works. You, you know what I'm saying? But so, 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 so Pastor, how do you do that? Well, when I, when I get a thought about something, or I get some, something that seems to be, I have a day when it seems like things have come from every direction and trying to overpower me, where, where in times past I used to allow the thoughts of my head to remain there and stay, 
and I'd try to work it out and I'd try to do this and the harder I tried, the worse it got. Anybody ever been there? It's like you start a day and it seems like something's just stirred up and the harder you try to figure that thing out and work it out and fix it, the worse it gets. Stop. Start praying in tongues. (laughs) See, because... Even with your lightning fast mind, we're not made to think about two different things at once when we're talking. So worry, worry, fear, boom, all of a sudden you start praying in other tongues, shut it down. Take five minutes in a day and pray in other tongues and see what happens if you're not doing that. Or the next time some worry or fearful thing happens or something that's troubling you, stop trying to figure it out. Back up. Find a place. Get in your car. Go somewhere, wherever it is. Find a place where you can pray in tongues. And as you're praying in tongues, just begin to listen to what God's trying to say to you because you're, as you're praying in tongues, you're talking to God. So don't do something like that with people around. You're not talking to them. You're talking to God. So we pray in the Spirit, and then we begin to pray in the understanding. It may not, understanding may not come today in the first five minutes that you pray, or the next day, or the next week, or whatever, but over time, when you become convinced that every time you pray in the Spirit, you're talking to God, understanding is going to come back to you. You're going to begin to understand and, and get, the, I mean, why, why, do people, why do people want prophets to prophesy to them? Because they want to hear something from God. Why do people call the psychic networks? People all upset about psychic, I get rid of it. No, 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 they're there because of a product and a demand for the product. <laughs> People are demanding the product, so the product's going to be there until there's no more demand for it. Now think about this. Think about this. So, when you pray in the Spirit, and you're talking to God, and God says, if you'll believe in that, I'll talk to you, <laughs> then you can know from the Spirit realm the things from God. Now, you say, well, you know, Pastor, I don't know that. Well, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't Scripture. So let's back it up. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to read this, and i got one more thing, and I'm done. Okay, now watch this. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2, and verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So it doesn't come from what you see with these eyes or what you hear with your ears. Well, you know, just listened to the news the other night and they said that you know 
a million more people lost their jobs. So I have no guarantee about my job or my future or nothing, you know. So what your ear said is trying to dictate your future. Well, you know, I drove by this place the other day and there's thousands of people at the food line because everybody lost their jobs. So what you saw with your eyes is dictating your future. I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor is in any of the heart of man all that God has prepared for those who love him. Watch what he says in the next verse. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the thoughts or the things of God except the spirit of God. And I've heard people say, well, see, this verse right here says, you can't know the things that God thinks. Not with what you see with your eyes and hear with your ears. But he said, only the Spirit knows the things of God. Where is the Holy Spirit? It's in you and me. So if the Spirit's in me, then I can know the things of God, the thoughts of God, the ways of God, the purposes of God, the plans of God, the future that God has. I can know all those things because he has revealed them to us by his Spirit. Not will someday, he has. So now, every time that something goes on and I can't figure things out and I feel weak and I feel helpless and I can't do it, your help is a breath away. You begin to pray in the Spirit and I promise you that over time, things will happen. You know why? Because... It's not something that you just try once. It's something that you become convinced of. It's faith and confidence that what God says is true is what pleases God. It's what activates God. It's what activates the promises that have already been set up. They're already lined up for you and me. And the promises release when we believe what God has said and we follow through with it. I'm telling you today, you're one breath away, one conversation with God away from getting the help you need if you learn how to access that help through the Holy Spirit. He said it's revealed to us. Just for the sake of time, I'm not going to get into this, but just look at these next two verses. Now we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13 I'm going to just read it out of the Amplified because of the, of the wording. I mean, it's what it really honestly says, but it just it words it a little bit better than in the New King James, verse 13. For we, these things that are being revealed to us, for we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom. I promise you, human wisdom will never teach you these things. 
The two colleges I went to never taught me anything about the Holy Ghost. They taught me good things, you know, but they didn't teach me about the Holy Ghost. High school, the junior high, the elementary, the kindergarten that I went to, nobody ever told me about the Holy Ghost, not one time. So the human wisdom part of living on planet Earth and the things that we learn and we glean, they're great. Do that. Higher education is in your life in the future, do it, okay? But give as much time to studying and knowing what the Holy Spirit will do for you because he'll take the knowledge that you get and produce wisdom and understanding that's beyond what anybody can ever teach you because he's the true teacher. He says, we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom but taught by the Holy Spirit. Watch. Combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Spiritual truths with spiritual language. So with that spiritual language comes interpretation of the things that God is trying to get over to us. God has to work through the person of the Holy Spirit to see your mind renewed so you think like God and not be a person that is only moved and only motivated by what he sees with his eyes and he hears with his ears. Because when your mind becomes renewed, then what you see with your eyes and hear with your ears are a result of what you're saying is so. No, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But that's not enough just to say it. I've got to access the Holy Spirit who reveals it to me and makes it real to me and makes it concrete. It's kind of the difference between putting a post in the ground and putting rocks around it and a bunch of sand and the wind comes and boom, knocks it over. But then you take that post and you dig a deep hole and you stick the post in there and you put concrete in there and, and it will not move. And the winds come and the thing's still there because it's been founded on the rock. And the rock is revelation. And revelation comes from the knowledge we have and the things that we speak and the things we listen to. The revelation of God's word comes through the Holy Spirit revealing it to us and we access that by praying in other tongues. Jude 20 says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You build yourself up in faith and confidence and trust in God by praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, I'm going to end with this thought. Look at John 14. And I'm going to end with this. John 14 and verse 12. Well, actually, I'm going to read verse 12, but I'm going to start with verse 15 first and read to 18 and then go back to 12. For if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. This is verse 16. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He's telling his disciples on the other side of the cross. Now watch verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I'll not leave you as orphans. Look at verse 12. <clears throat> now, if I don't want you to misunderstand this, but this is just truth, and he talks about it right here. And if you, you know, if you were ever, if you lost your parents and you were raised by other people and people called you orphan, an orphan just means without parents. Okay? And when you don't have parents to instruct you and to train you and to lead you in the direction, when you don't have parents there as a young person, then what, what you struggle with is identity. There's no identity. So orphans have no identity. They have very little vision, and they don't see the future because there was nobody to instruct them. So if you lost your parents or they gave you up or whatever happened with you, okay, it's not... That, that, that's not that you're a bad person or you're stupid or you're this or whatever. That doesn't mean that at all. And many of us, myself included, our parent, my parents divorced. And so there were a lot of times when I felt like that. There were times when I felt like I had no identity and, and, and I struggled with things like that. So, so, you know, everybody's got a different background, but, but, but here's my point. I want, I want to make this point about that we're not. He, he said in the scripture here, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And, and in what way does he come to us? He, he comes to us by the Holy Spirit in the heart of of a father to a fatherless generation. The reason we need to understand about the Holy Spirit is because where we've been fatherless, the Holy Spirit wants to bring to us the heart of a father. He wants to bring to you how special that you are how unique you are and how he made you and created you and no matter what other people have ever said to you or how, how people have abused or hurt us or hurt people or whatever has happened through the years, the Father wants you to know he didn't put his stamp of approval. The Bible says the sins of the fathers are what are passed down to the children and that they're carried on. But the person of the Holy Spirit is here to stop it. And to bring the heart of a father to a fatherless generation. And once that happens, then verse 12 through 14 is who we become. Because see, when, you're, when you have an orphan's heart, you can live in a two-parent family and have an orphan's heart. Because they didn't, didn't know how to take the time or whatever. I mean, we all, like I said, we all have different paths. What God wants us to do, what, what, what he wants is... He wants to be able to take each one of us where we're at right now this morning at 
11.55 on the 19th of October, 2014. He wants to take you right where you're at and become the father that he is to you in a greater way than, it's a, than, than any type of relationship like that has ever been. And the only way that can happen is through the person of the Holy Spirit. But when it happens, verse 12 through 14 comes into place. Watch this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. <laughs> because I go to my Father, and at the right hand of my Father, I'll be representing you in the heart of the Father. And the Holy Spirit that's in us is revealing the heart of the Father all the time. And where you have felt fatherless, or you have felt helpless, or you have felt like you couldn't make it, or things were never going to happen for you, or you're washed up, you've prayed and prayed and nothing's happened, nothing's come to pass, the Holy Spirit is, is as close as your next breath to bring you revelation and assurance and surety of who you are, vision in this life for the future, and everything that God created you, the plan and the purposes that he had for you before you were even thought about. Amen? Verse 13, And whatever you ask, he's gone to the Father, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Father, I feel afraid today. Father, I'm frustrated today. I thank you for revealing to me. You ask anything in my name, he will do it. You ask anything in my name. Father, I've been tormented by this thing or that thing. You ask anything in my name, and I'll do it. Father, uh, I'm, I'm in great lack in my financial world right now. You ask anything in my name, and I'll do it. Father, sickness has come against my body. I have a report about this. This thing is, you know, appears to be a certain way. And, and, and all. you ask anything in my name, and I'll do it. I don't care what the question is, what the problem is, what the issue is. The help is ever present and ready, and it's right there, and it's at your disposal. And here is what God wants to do for you. He wants to do for you what it is that you need. We have to believe it, we have to believe in the Holy Spirit, and we have to believe how to access the Holy Spirit. And that was the purpose of my message today. So my prayer to you and for you and over you today, just bow your head for a moment. My prayer to you today is that the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit is becoming more real to you each and every day and throughout the day. And in times of trouble, or trials, or 
tribulation or suffering or things. That the Holy Spirit will arrest you and arrest your soul, your thinking, because you allow him to. And as you begin to pray in other tongues, pray in the Spirit, it's going to cause things to look differently. Over time, answers are going to come to you. Understanding is going to come. You'll pray in the Spirit, and then you'll pray with the understanding. You'll, you'll gain the understanding from His world and His way of thinking. Your way of operating will change, and your circumstances will change. I believe that today. I pray that for you today. That awareness and the willingness to submit to what God is saying to you. The, the willingness to do what it takes to learn to understand it. I thank God for it in the name of Jesus. You believe that today? Say amen. Say this after me today. I'm a child of God. I'm born of the Spirit of God. The Word of God is alive in me. The Holy Spirit is revealing truth to me even right now. The truth he is revealing is changing me. I'm the head. I am not the tail. I'm on top and I'm never underneath. I am blessed going out and coming in. And everything I set my hand to is prospering. Today, I have the ability to access the Holy Spirit. And today, I am more aware of the person of the Holy Spirit than ever before. And today, I will do what He says. Father, thank You for this awesome day and for great things happening to me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, shout amen, somebody. God is true today. Glory to God in the name of Jesus.